Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Let's give the Lord the praise. The Lord is worthy. Oh, yes, he's worthy. Let's give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Let's give the Lord the praise. The Lord is worthy. Oh, yes, he's worthy. Let's give the Lord the praise. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God, we do. Greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble. We want to greet each one of you in his most holy and his most precious name. This is the day the Lord has made We are to rejoice. We are to be glad in it. Each of us is going through something different in our lives, in our marriages, in our ministries, in our finances. But God made this day. And he saw fit for you and for I to see this day. There are many who saw yesterday, but did not get to see this day. We ought to give the Lord the praise. We ought to give the Lord the glory, and we ought to give the Lord the honor. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters, in Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. I see you all coming into the room, and we do thank God for each of you. We pray that you are blessed, and that the favor of the Lord, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is resting on you 
abundantly. Listen to me, children of God. When we talk about grace, we're talking about God's unmerited favor. In other words, we're talking about receiving from God a favor that we don't deserve, that it might not have to come to us, but God has decided in his infinite wisdom to bless us with it. We ought to thank God today for his grace. You know, we are saved by his grace. God's grace is a wonderful thing, a beautiful thing to have in operation in our lives. Grace is such a beautiful thing that the more of God's grace that you and I receive, the better, the smoother, the more enjoyable things will be for you and for me. Now, listen to me, children of God. Hearing God's word puts you and I in position for more of his grace. See, this is one of the reasons why Again, the early saints, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, down through verse 46, why they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. They put themselves on a daily basis now. They put themselves in position for more of God's grace. My prayer for every one of you, as I see you all still coming into the room, my prayer for every one of you, every one of us, that we will position ourselves very well for more of God's grace. We pray today. We ask God for more of his grace. God's grace is so wonderful. And the Lord is flooding my spirit now with instances throughout the scripture where his grace has been in operation in the lives of his people. God is taking me back in the spirit to the nation of Israel, over a million people. In the wilderness, in the Judean wilderness, and there for 40 years, children of God, and their shoes did not wear out. Now, some of us have to buy shoes every year or every two years. The nation of Israel, God's people, God's children, spent 40 years walking around, wandering around in the wilderness, and their shoes never wore out. And their clothes, some of us have to get clothes every season, every new season. We need some new clothes. For 40 years, their clothes did not wear out. God's grace 
God's grace. You know, my prayer and my desire for each one of you, when I see so many of you coming in, I praise God for your lives. My prayer is that God will use me as an instrument to share something that will help you walk more in God's grace. God's grace. And God is flashing in my spirit now. And we hadn't hadn't planned to to speak on this this morning, but we, we thank God that even though I hadn't planned it, God knew what he had planned for his people. God's grace made the fiery furnace that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego experienced. God's grace made it tolerable. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into a fiery furnace that was heated seven times hotter than usual. The soldiers that were carrying Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up to put them in the fiery furnace, because the furnace was so hot, they burnt up. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego remained alive. I want to encourage you, children of God. Children of God, there is a divine protection over your life and over my life. A protection that when your enemies and when our enemies are consumed, we will still keep on moving. What a mighty God that we serve. It was God's grace that allowed thousands of his people in the wilderness to eat and be satisfied with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish that a young boy had brought for lunch, God's grace. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? Position yourself, my brother and my sister, for God's grace. Hearing God's word, just hearing. Listen to me now, just just, just hearing. Now, we know that faith without works is dead, and we know that there are things that we have to do with God's word. But the mere fact that you and I have put ourselves in position. To hear what saith the Lord, we have positioned ourselves for God's grace. Now, how high we go or how much we go, that is uh, all that is dependent upon uh, where we go with God's word. You know, whether we apply it, whether we do it, whether we all, all of that. But hearing, because the Bible tells us, watch this now, children of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So what is God letting us to know? Now, the scripture also tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what is God saying? 
that without his word it's impossible to please him. Without God's word, it is impossible for you and I to please our creator. So I encourage you, keep doing what you're doing. No, we're not perfect. No, we haven't dotted every I, we haven't crossed every T, but I encourage you, you that are positioning yourselves to hear the word of God, you that are, are, are trying diligently to apply God's word in your life, in your marriages, in your ministry, in regards to your finances, in regards to your health, I encourage you, keep doing what you are doing. Because now what the Lord is, is placed in my spirit to share with you all, It's one thing to start moving with God. That's a great thing. That's a beautiful thing. But God says, tell my people, Robert, it's another thing to keep moving with God. Let me say that again, children of God. It's one thing to start moving with God. That's beautiful. We thank God for each of us that has started moving with God. But it is another thing to keep moving with God. My prayer for each one of you, under the sound of my voice, that has started moving with God, that has started moving by the Spirit, my prayer for you, is that you will continue moving with God. Um, what the Lord is placing in my spirit now, uh, I was a basketball coach for many years before God called me into full-time ministry. And I would see Athletes start, move with the team, and finish. But everyone went to a different level. In other words, there were some that started with the team, but they were not able to keep moving with the team. There were some that started with the team, that moved with the team, but they were not able to finish with the team. There were some that started, moved, and finished. They went to the banquet, they would see their rewards, they received the accolades, whatever good things that um, were offered for completing the season they were able to receive. Well, that's the same way it is when it comes down to Christianity, my brothers and my sisters. There are some individuals that start out with Christ, but they, they just can't move with him. They just don't move with him. 
There were some that start out with Christ, move with him for a while, but then decide that they don't want to finish. But then this third group, and my prayer for every one of you children of God under the sound of my voice is that you will not only start out with Christ, you will not only move with Christ, but my sincere and heartfelt prayer for you today is that you will finish with Christ. God has a special blessing for those of us that finish. Bible says that blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. See, listen, we got to persevere under trial. See, some of us want to complain under trial. Some of us want to quit under trial. Some of us want to give up. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. If you want to be blessed by God, you've got to persevere under trial. Every one of you in here with me today and everyone that is listening that I can't see is going through a trial. Every one of us. We got different trials. We got trials in our marriages. We got trials in our churches. We got trials in our our country. Trials that our government is. We are going through trials, and God says to tell His people that if you want to be blessed, if you want to obtain and receive the blessings of God. You've got to persevere under your trial. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For when he has stood the test, see, it's just a test, my brother. Listen to me. It's it's just a test. What you are going through, it's just a test. What I am going through, it's just a test. And the Lord is bringing in my spirit now. One of my sons in Rwanda, Um, about 10 years ago, this bishop contacted me, wanted me to come down uh, and be a blessing to his people. He had about 6,000 people in his congregation. He had the fastest growing church in the whole country. I mean, masses of people were were following his ministry. He had a number of branches at the time. He said, Dad, I want you to come down, bless the people. And I came down to Rwanda and had a chance to share with the saints. There were people everywhere. I had a huge building. The place was jam-packed. People were all outside on the mountainside. I, I had it was an amazing experience. And as soon as they gave me the microphone, the microphone broke, and I had to use my natural voice. And I asked the saints because I was like, how in my mind I was like, how are these people gonna hear me? How is everybody gonna hear me? But the Lord amplified my voice, and I asked the people, I said, can you all hear me in the back? They said, yes, Daddy. I said, can you you outside? Can you hear me? They said, yes, Daddy. Ride on. And we had a wonderful time. Well, after the ministration, 
we went back to the hotel that uh, the bishop and his protocol staff had me staying at. And I was sharing some things with the ministers in the hotel room. And the bishop came to me and he said, got right on the bed, right, right beside me. All the ministers were walking around, all the, the saints that were with us. And he got beside me on the bed and he said, Daddy, he said, I, I don't want to preach. I don't want to pastor anymore. That's what he said. I looked at him. I said, what? He said, Daddy, I, I don't want to pastor anymore. I said, son, what, what is wrong with you? He said, Daddy, my enemies are too much. I said, son, you got the fastest growing church in the whole country. You should expect your enemies to be much. He said, Daddy, I want you to take over the work, and I just want to go out and do evangelistic work. I said, son, I can't do that. I said, I've got churches all over the world. We can't just sit right down here, and we thank God and a beautiful congregation, beautiful saints, but I can't just sit down here. I've got to be free to move. I said, but what I will do is I will share with you two things about your enemies. He said, what's that, Daddy? I said, number one, I said, God told David to sit right here until I make your enemies your footstool. God told David, sit right here on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Now, in the United States, we use a footstool basically for one or two things. I said, when we get tired, we prop our feet up on a footstool. I said, son, at the appointed time, your enemies are going to give you rest. He kind of looked at me. I said, yes. I said, that's one. I said, now, number two, I said, the second thing we use a, a footstool for in the United States I said, you know, when we can't reach something, maybe a light or something up high in the ceiling, we will get a footstool to help us go even higher. He said, Daddy, I said, your enemies will, God will use your enemies. And I want to let you all know, children of God, God will use your enemies. Every one of you want children of God under the sound of my voice. He will use your enemies to help take us even higher. I saw the life come back in his eyes. He said, Daddy, Daddy, right on, right on. I said, and number two, God said he will prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. I said, you need to understand one of the reasons, and children of God, some of you today need to understand, this is why God is not going to kill all of our enemies by any fire, 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 or God is not going to bring hurt, harm to our enemy, all of our enemies right now, because God is keeping some of our enemies around. So that when he bless us like he said he's going to bless us. God said, I will prepare a table for you 
in the presence of your enemies. God said, I'm going to bless you right in front of your enemies. I'm going to lift you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to deliver you. God said, I'm going to do some great things for you right in the presence, right where they can see it. I said, God will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Listen to me, children of God. Some of you have a lot of enemies. You know, you're dealing with a lot of enemies, a lot of people that want to see you stopped and want to try to hinder your blessings and want listen to me. All a lot of enemies means for a child of God is more people to see you when God blesses you. I hear to prophesy to somebody today. God is going to bless you right in the presence of those enemies, right in the presence of those who thought you would never amount to anything. God is going to do something great in your life right in their presence. They're going to try to close their eyes or turn their face so they don't see it. God's going to move the blessing so they have to see it. And when I shared this with him, I saw the life come back in him. He's been, he said, Daddy, thank you. He said, you you bless me. I'm, I'm ready to go on. Well, today, children of God, he's got, he told me, we talked a little earlier today. He's got a hundred and two churches throughout uh, Rwanda. He's got a number of churches in Europe, in Belgium, in France. And uh, the Lord willing, we will be down with him in a couple of months to um, celebrate that his persistence and diligence in the things of God has paid off. And I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister, your persistence, your diligence in the things of God will pay off. Listen to me. There are some of you under the sound of my voice, and I'm just speaking this by permission of the Holy Spirit, that you have gotten good jobs because of your persistence and your diligence in the things of God. There are some of you under the sound of my voice that have received husbands and received wives and received all kinds of good things from God because of your persistence and your diligence in the things of God. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. When you are persistent and diligent in the things of God, God can bless you and I any way he, any way he wants to. God said, I'm God. Everything is mine, Robert. I can bless you with anything I want to bless you with. I can bless you in any dimension, in any capacity that I choose. So I want to encourage you, my brothers and my sisters, be persistent, be diligent in the things of God. What the adversary wants to try and make you and I think 
is that there's no benefit to serving God. You know, there's no benefit. That's what the adversary wants to make you and I think. But remember, he is a liar and the father of all lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language. There's no truth in him. There is, God said, blessed is the man that perseveres. You want to be blessed by God, persevere under your trial. Let God see you and me persevere when we go through our trial. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tribulations. God says, I want to see you persevere. I want to see you keep fighting the good fight of faith. I remember, and the Lord is is bringing in my spirit now. (laughs) It's kind of funny. When I had this stroke um, and was in the hospital for about one month, almost, I felt like I, you know, was going to almost die according to the doctors, but God knew that I still had some work to be done here. And I was in the hospital for about a month and, and, and uh, recuperating and different things, but I was not preaching. I was not doing our broadcast. We have a number of stations that uh, we share this broadcast. We are just now sharing it on Facebook. Uh, So, uh, many of you all are, are able to see it, but I was not preaching. And one of the saints here said to me, I, I know why you're not preaching. And I was like, what? What is the problem? Why? Why? They said, because you mad with God. I was like, how are you going to say that? How? And, and But the truth was, I was a little upset. You know, I had enjoyed good health for over 50 years, not even so much as taking an aspirin. God was just blessing me so greatly. I traveling all over the world, feeling good, enjoying life. In fact, I asked some of the saints. I remember shortly before I had this stroke, I was asking some of the saints here, is it possible for God to be too good to you? And they said, you know, possible, we don't know. And I was really wondering if it is possible. God was so, so very good. Then I experienced the most severe trial that I had ever been through. The first question I asked God was, Lord, is this you? Are you are you doing this to me? And what I heard in my spirit was, no, Robert. So that led me to know, children of God, that God was allowing it to be done by the adversary, much like in the case of Job. But at the appointed time, God restored Job. And I want to encourage you today, children of God, just like I've had to to be encouraged, that what God has allowed the adversary to do in our lives, in our 
ministries, in our finances, in our health, in our situations, God is going to fix it at the appointed time. Now, so so again, we're right back to the scripture. Blessed is the man who perseveres on the trial. God said, you got to persevere. Job had to persevere under the trial that he was going through. I encourage you today. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who the Lord has sent me here to talk to. Don't quit. There's some of you under the sound of my voice that have thought about suicide. Get that nonsense out of your mind. That is the adversary. Persevere. Blessed. The Bible says in the book of James, blessed is the man. Listen, you and I will receive an extra special blessing from God just by persevering under trial. God says he knows it's difficult for us, and that's why it's called a trial. But God says you still got to persevere. Blessed is the man or woman who perseveres under trial. For when he has stood the test. See, you and I got to stand the test, my brother and my sister. We got to be tested. Come on now. If you, you, you looked in your backyard, you went in your backyard, dug up something, that was real shiny, real yellow, huge rock. You'd want to take it in and get it tested to see if it's gold. You'd want to know. Well, God tests our faith. And he will allow things to happen in our lives. Might be a loss of a job. Might be a sickness. Might be a loss of finances. God will test our faith. The trial of our faith is more precious than gold. But when we have stood the test, we will receive the crown. Now, you want the crown. Most of us want the crown. Most of us want to go to the next level. Oh, we, we'll say it. We'll say that kind of thing. I've been in churches all over the world, you know. Heard sermons preached about going to the next level. Listen, my brother and my sister, in order to go to the next level in anything, you and I have to go through trial. You think about in school, you want to go to the next level. You want to go from the eighth grade or middle school into high school. You got to pass the test. You in the natural, we got to pass the test. So God says, how much more have we got to pass the test in the spiritual? And the way we pass the test, children of God, is to endure hardship as good soldiers, to persevere when things get difficult. When things get hard, not complain, not murmur, not quit, not give up. Blessed is the man who perseveres. I want to encourage you today. I don't know. I don't know why the Lord is is taking us down this road today. There's somebody under the sound of my voice 
that needs to be encouraged to persevere. I don't know. I don't know who. I, you know, uh, only thing I know is what the Lord places in my spirit. God says he knows everything. He knows. God said, Robert, I know what my children are going through. Every one of them. God says, I know the faces of those that are listening to you now. That you will never meet. God says I know them. And I know. What my children are going through. And I want you to tell them. For me. That your trial. That their trial. Is the pathway. To their blessings. I want to encourage you child of God. I don't know who you are or where you are. But that trial that you're going through, that hardship, that's the pathway to your blessings. Persevere. You can handle it in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. God will never allow you and I to pass through a trial. Children, listen listen to me now. Children of God, God will never allow you or me to pass through a trial that we can't handle. Amen. Amen. I'm 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 encouraged today and I pray that you are encouraged. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Greater. What listen to me, child of God. What's inside of you is greater than your trial. What's inside of me is greater than my trial. What's inside of you is greater than uh, your affliction. It's greater. It's greater. So God don't want to hear a lot of complaining about what we're going through because God has already promised that he will never allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able to bear. God don't listen. I don't even be wanting to hear it. People won't call and be complaining. I don't want to hear it. Because God don't want to hear it. God has equipped you and me, child of God, with more than enough power, more than enough anointing, more than enough wisdom, more than enough ability to handle whatever we are passing through. There are going to be some negative things we're going to pass through. The Bible says in one place that man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Listen to me, child of God. You and me, in this life, this thing called life, we might get 70, 80 years. And then we got to go to eternity. And, and this life compared to eternity is but few days. Now, my prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice is that you don't give up the eternal for the temporal. You don't give up the eternal. Listen to me. You are going to live or spend eternity somewhere. It's not going to be here. I'm not going to spend it here. We have got to spend eternity. That means for 
forever. This life is temporal or temporary. 70, 80, if we're lucky, 90. It's temporal. It's, it's, It's nothing compared to eternity. God has placed you and I in this temporal life to prepare for eternity. I pray for every one of you under the sound of my voice that you are using your time wisely. That you are using your time wisely in this life. We're not here to have fun or here to play around or here. To, 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 no, we are here to prepare for eternity. Listen to me. hundred years from now, probably every one of you under the sound of my voice, every one of us under the sound of my voice, hundred years from now, we'll be in eternity. There'll be a whole new crew if the Lord allows the earth to continue. There'll be a whole new crew here on the earth. All of us will be gone. Our bodies will have gone back to the dust. hundred years. Our bones going back to the dust. Well, then what? Because we do not die, my brother and my sister. If you even think that we, created in the image and likeness of God, die, you are badly deceived. We are eternal beings. That means there will never not be a me. There will never not be a you. Now, this physical form that we are in will die, but your soul, my soul, is eternal, just like God. We are eternal beings. Now, these bodies, they go back to the dust. Come on now. You go dig up somebody from the graveyard that lived 100 years ago. Their body is uh, decayed and, and gone and, and wasted away. Same thing going to happen to us. Their spirit, which is the breath of life. You and I have been given the breath of life by our creator. That goes back to God. God said, I gave it. God said, at the point in time, I'm going to take it back. But our soul body back to the dust spirit back to God but our soul that soul is the unique part of you the unique part of me listen there has never been and there will never be another you God has made billions of people throughout the ages all over the earth but there has never been and there will never be Another you. And you will have to spend eternity somewhere. I will have to spend eternity somewhere. And listen to me, my brother and my sister. We do not want to wake up in hell and then realize, oh, my God, the apostle was telling me about this place. The pastors, the preachers, my they, they they were telling me about this place all the while, but I wouldn't listen. But I, you know, Bible says, "Seek the Lord while He may be found." See, see, God can be found today. God can be accepted today. 
you can be saved today. The Bible says that the day you hear his voice, in other words, when you know God is talking to you, see, the Bible says the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Don't, don't, don't be, don't, you know, don't be trying to resist and, and, and do a different thing. See, and I thank God today because I was as hard hearted as they come. Oh, I didn't believe in God, you know, didn't know if he was God or didn't know if he was uh, Allah or didn't know, you know. And But one spring night in 1982, the Lord revealed himself to me. Demons were lifting me and throwing me back and forth in my grandfather's car. If it had not happened to me, I probably would have never believed. But I thank God today he allowed it to happen to me that I might believe. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice is that God will do whatever he has to do to get you to believe. Because, see, when, when God revealed himself to you and to me, we're changed. We, listen, you don't have to, you know, uh, uh, be worried about asking whether a person loves God or not or knows God or not. When you love God or when you know God, the change will be evident. To everybody. See. Sometimes we wonder. I wonder if he really loved God. Or whether she really loved. When an individual really loved God. It's obvious. See. When God reveals himself. To you. It. No. People won't have to ask. Because out of the Bible says, out of the abundance of a man's heart, his mouth speaks. When God reveals himself to you, that'll be just about all you want to talk about is him. That'll be about the only thing coming up out of you is him when he reveals himself. So my prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice is that God will reveal himself to you. God is real. He's our creator. How do you think we got here? We didn't create ourselves. We were created by our heavenly father for our heavenly father. My prayer for you today, you know, is that you will come to understand why you're really here. Hey, we're here for a reason, and it's not to do what we want to do, but it's to do what he wants us to do. You know, some of you all are looking here, you know, different ones, you know, uh, as a basketball player, you know, I played basketball for a number of years. It wasn't my responsibility to get out on the court as a player and do what I wanted to do. If I wanted to get out on the court and I wanted to stay out on the court or in the game, I had to do what the coach wanted me to do. 
those of you that have jobs under the sound of my voice that are working on natural jobs, it's not your responsibility to go to your job and do what you want to do. Go and play cards or go and shoot the breeze. It's your job to go on your job and do what the supervisor wants you to do or the owner of the company. Well, you and I understand that when it comes down to natural things. You know, why is it so hard to comprehend that on a spiritual level, God wants us to do what he wants us to do? In life, God says, since I created you, God says, I'm your creator. I'm your preserver. I'm your sustainer. God wants us to do what he wants us to do. It's not up to you to live your life the way you want to live it. It's up to you and I to live our lives as God wants us to live it. I encourage you, saints. All right, now we got to get down into this message. We have we have shared so much. The Lord had so much to share with us. Now we started on our topic yesterday. Um, broken faith. Broken faith, and we thank God for the revelation on yesterday that. Anytime something is broken, it's not working like it's supposed to be working. That's what it means when something is broken. Now, most of us as human beings, you know, I look around me right here, you know, in the room or in the church, there are various items. Telephones. I've got my cell phone. I've got this headphone, which you know, I, this wireless headset. So many things. Well, this telephone. Let me use as an example this telephone for those of you that can see me. For those of you listening on talk show, I'm holding up a telephone. This telephone. Well, this telephone has a purpose. In other words, there are certain things that I expect this telephone to do. Now, I expect to be able to make calls. I expect to be able to receive calls. Now, if I can't make calls and receive calls, then what I'm thinking about doing, and most of you all would agree with me, I thank God for this parable because he's fixing this thing up so you and I can see this. If this phone would not call and make calls and receive calls, I'd be looking to throw it away. We have a burn barrel outside the church where we burn up things that are no longer uh, needed or no longer work, and we'll take them and burn them up. Well, if this phone would not make any more calls, not receive any more calls, in other words, not operating in its purpose, I would, and couldn't and I couldn't get it fixed. Eventually, I put it in a burn barrel or I I throw it away. Now most of us would, you know, people that don't get rid of things that do not work properly, they end up having a lot of junk. 
But eventually, I'd be looking to get rid of this phone. Well, God does the same thing with people. This phone has a purpose. It has a function. I expect it to operate in its purpose and its function. God says, I expect you to operate in your purpose and in your function. And if we, as God's master creation, won't operate in our purpose and in our function, the same way I would look to get rid of this telephone is the same way God sends men and women to hell. Hell is a place for people that will not operate in their purpose and in their function. God gave them many chances. God gave them many opportunities. God gave them, but they refused to operate in their purpose and in their function. May each one of you operate in your purpose. Operate in your function. God is not playing about that. No more than I will be playing with this phone if it decided it was not going to work. If it, if, it, if it could decide and it just decided it's not going to make any more calls, it's not going to receive any more calls, well, then now I'm going to make a decision. Since you made a decision, this phone, if this phone were, could make a decision and it decided it was not going to make any more calls and receive any more calls, then I would make a decision too. Since you made one, I made one. Well, that's the way God looks at us. We are not these phones. We are not inanimate objects. We have the ability to choose. We have the ability to make decisions. And if we make the decision not to listen to God, not to follow God, not to do what he wants, then God says, all right, then I'm going to make a decision too. You made a decision not to listen to me, then God said, I'm making a decision too, not to listen to you when I send you to hell. May that not be our portion today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So let's look at this. What are we talking about? Broken faith. For every person's faith that is broken today, may it be fixed in the name of Jesus Christ. May it be fixed in the name of Jesus Christ. First Samuel chapter 14, verses 33. Bible says, then someone said to Saul, look, the men are sinning against the Lord by eating meat that has blood in it. You have broken faith, he said. Roll a large stone over here at once. We're working from our theme this morning, broken faith. Broken faith. Understand this, my brother and sister. Broken faith needs to be fixed immediately. So Saul said, look, you have broken faith. Roll a stone over here at once. Well, why? Because we need to get this fixed. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. I thank you, Father, for every soul. Under the sound of my voice, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will use me to speak your word to your creation, to your people. 
may I not speak on my own, but Heavenly Father, may you speak to me, through me, and for me, that your people may be edified, uplifted, encouraged, and blessed, that your name may gain the glory, the honor, and the praise. These and all other blessings we count done in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer. These and all blessings we ask in his most precious name. Amen and amen. We're talking, saints, about broken faith. Faith is much like anything else in creation. It can be fixed and working well or it can be broken and not working well. My prayer, my encouragement to you, child of God, is keep your faith fixed. Keep your faith working well. And what God is bringing in my spirit now is uh, I have a Murano vehicle. Uh, I was driving it a few weeks ago, got on one of our highways here in town, and the vehicle stopped working. It was broken. I had to uh, get it to my mechanic. Spend serious money, time, energy, effort to get it fixed because I need that vehicle working properly. Well, as human beings, we need our faith working properly. And just like our vehicle or whatever else is important to us, we will spend time, energy, effort, money, Whatever we need, whatever it is we perceive that we need, if you out there and you got a job, a good job, but you know you need your car to get back and forth to your job, to your job you will spend all kinds of money keeping your car working properly so you can get back and forth to your job. You know, when we perceive that we need something, we will spend time, energy, effort, money, finances to, to keep it working and to keep it in tip-top condition. May your faith be seen with that type of need. May you and I realize that we need our faith working right, even more so than we need our cars 
working right, even more so than we need our health working right. May you and I realize we need our faith working right than anything else in our lives. Broken faith. When our faith gets broken, nothing else in life really matters. Broken faith, in essence, is a problem with the relationship that an individual has with their creator. My prayer for you is that your faith will be fixed, that your relationship with your creator will be right, will be as it is supposed to be. Saul, who was the first king of the nation of Israel, found himself and his army in a position. They were about to go and fight some other enemies. But before fighting this new set of enemies, the Bible says in verse 32, they pounced on the plunder. There was some stuff that was left over from the previous war, and they jumped on that. And the Bible says they took the sheep, they took the cattle, and they took the calves. They butchered them on the ground and ate them together with the blood. Now, they had a tough battle. They were hungry. They were famished. They just took and, and, and killed the sheep, killed the cattle, killed the calves right there on the ground and ate them along with the blood. Now, eating of blood was forbidden in the scripture. Eating eating meat with blood still in it was forbidden in the scripture. And this went against a command and instruction of God. So God was very displeased. Listen to me, my brothers and sisters. When we go against the commands of God in scripture, God becomes displeased with us. All right. The Bible says in verse 33, then someone said to Saul, look. The men are sinning against the Lord. Now, these men were very hungry. These men were famished. They had been fighting. But what they did went against what God wanted. Now, I want to encourage every one of you under the sound of my voice, regardless of how tired you may be, regardless of how frustrated you may be, regardless of how difficult the situation may be, don't sin against the Lord. Listen, there is no excuse that we can give God for sinning against him. God doesn't want to hear it. When we sin against God, God is going to bring some punishment on us. Regardless of what kind of excuse we try to give, what kind of reason, regardless of what... We still have a responsibility to obey God. These men were tired. They were hungry. God's still sitting back saying, kill the animals like I said, kill the animals. Eat the animals like I said, eat the animals. They ate the animals.
together with the blood. God was not pleased. This individual, the Bible don't, doesn't even tell us who this is. But this individual said, you have broken faith. There are some of you under the sound of my voice. You are experiencing what you are experiencing because of broken faith. There are some of you under the sound of my voice. You can't get your finances right. You can't get your health right. You can't get your family right because of broken faith. I want to encourage you today. Take the time to fix your faith. Now, we got a saying here in the U.S., you know, sometimes, you know, you, we get upset about something and our faces will be twisted up. And someone that, you know, sees us might say, hey, fix your face, fix your face. In other words, get that that scowl or that frown off your face. It's been said to me, fix your face. Well, what I'm hearing the Lord say is that God said, Robert, tell my people to fix your faith. I want to encourage you today. Child of God, fix your faith. You know, do whatever needs to be done so that your faith is working right. Because your faith is the most important thing in your life. My faith is the most important thing in my life. We thank God for your family. We thank God for friends. We thank God for so. But our faith is the most important thing. This this individual, I don't even know who this is. They just say, you have broken faith. And then, looks like Saul. I believe it's Saul. He said, roll a large stone over here at once. Now, I don't know who this is talking, but I praise God for his action. Because what he has done in very short time is he has seen the problem and has offered the solution. My prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice is that you will see the problem and receive the solution. Every one of us has got problems. Every one of us. See, the question is not what is the problem in your life? The question is, what is the solution? I'm here to let you know, my brothers and my sisters, that the word of God is a solution. Whatever your problem is, whatever my problem is, God's got a word that will bring solution. God's got a word that will bring an end to that. But you and I have to take it. Say you're broken faith. God... This whoever it is, that, he said, that's your problem. You broke in faith. But then he offered the solution. See, some people, all they can do is tell you about your problem. I don't need those kinds of people in my life. See, you don't need those kinds of people in life. We need the kind of people in our life, children of God, that can not only identify the problems, but they can identify the solution or tell us the solution. Say you're a broken faith. There's your problem. But then he said, here's the solution. Praise the living God. I'm here to let you to know today, child of God, that God is the solution. Whatever your problem, whatever you, you having problems with, God, God and his word, because he is his word, it's the solution. 
Say you're not happy. God's word got a solution. Say your marriage is not is not working right. God's word got a solution. Say you can't can't get your money right. God's word got a solution. Now you and I have to be willing to listen to or to implement the solution. But God's word is our solution. The writer, the the, the speaker said, "Roll a large stone over here once." And so we here's how we fix this. And this is why we take our car to the mechanic or we have the air conditioner repairman come in or why we bring in a carpenter when our house. Why? These are individuals that can fix our problems. Oftentimes, how much money you make in this life is in proportion to how many problems can you can you offer a solution to? You know, I had an air conditioner, big, big air conditioner and heating unit around here. That would not work. I contacted some individuals I know. They came and fixed it. Ended up paying about $7,000. Yes, children of God. And and gladly, because that was a problem that needed a solution that that had to be done. You know, it was a major problem. See, God is able to solve and to fix our major problems. But we have to be willing to do what he says. Individuals said, roll a large stone over here at once. Then he said to them, go out among the men, each of you, bring me your cattle and your sheep, slaughter them here and eat them. Do not sin against the Lord by eating meat with blood still in it. The speaker offered, let the people know the problem. Let the people know the solution. And as a result of obedience, the problem was alleviated. I'm here to let you know, my brother and my sister, our problem today, same problem they had thousands of years ago. It was sin. They had done something that God didn't like. They had to make atonement for it. You and I are doing things that God don't like. We got to make atonement for it and we got to make a change. I want to encourage you today. You know, I don't know what your uh, particular sin is. You know, I know what mine are. God is calling for us to make a change. Just as God called for them. They had to make a change. Say, you've broken faith. You're sin. Now, roll a large, here's how you fix it. Here's how you fix it. Roll a large stone over here at once. Go out among the men. Tell them each one is to bring cattle and sheep. Slaughter them here and eat them. Do not sin against the Lord by eating meat with blood still in it. Here's how you fix it. Whatever your problem may be, child of God, whatever my problem may be, God's got a way, a tried and true, tested way to fix it. I want to encourage you today, child of God. Broken faith, it can be fixed. It can be fixed. You and I can get back in the right standing 
without creative. If you're not saved, you're operating under broken faith. Let today be the last day that you spend with broken faith. Accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You can get your faith fixed. And God will start you on the process of fixing your life, fixing your marriage, fixing your finances, fixing your health. God has come in the form of Jesus Christ that we may be edified or built back up. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. My prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice today is that as you hear God, apply God's word, may he bring you into the fullness of life. That he may fix the broken places in your heart, in my heart. The broken places in our marriages and relationships. And bring us into the glorious future that God has prepared for them that love him. This is my prayer. In the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, broken faith can be fixed. Amen and amen. Children of God, we pray that uh, the Lord has blessed you today uh, and that heaven is continuing to smile on you. Um, those of you that wish to contribute to the ministry, feel free to go to our church website and be led of the Lord. Those of you that wish to make contact with us, uh, Feel free as well. We appreciate each of you. And uh, we pray God's continued blessings upon your life. Remember, broken faith, broken relationships, broken, God can fix them. God can fix them. You know, our God is, is more than able. He's willing. So God bless you, children of God, and heaven smile on you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant signing out.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.